0: Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Hopefully you're all tuned in, and if you are, i got to congratulate you because that is actually the first step uh, towards greatness, is daily commitment to just learning uh, and focusing on something new that will sharpen your uh, blade. And um, in our last segment, we talked about really uh, our belief system, how it was formed. We talked about early childhood development. We talked about painting and stroking by our well-meaning parents, grandparents, and siblings, and how... Um, they, we were conditioned to really not love negative feedback too much based on all the sayings and the painting and the stroking and the comments and the, and the behavioral things when, when, that we saw and that we absorbed and our brains concentrated on as we were just little children, right? And how that impacts us later in life. And we know that in the profession of sales, there's a lot of negativity, no's, rejection, letdowns, but um, it, there's also just wonderful abundance as well. But the problem that most people have typically, Is not that they don't know what to say they don't know what to do. It's actually doing it, execution. Um, That is the big thing, and that is the multi, multi multi-billion dollar question that leaders have today is, my gosh, how can we improve the mindset, the belief systems of of an individual? And as I thought about our time today, I was thinking about um, an area of my life that kind of got away from me Um, As I continue to have kids not only did my wife put on weight because she was pregnant, but I always put on the sympathy weight So I always gained 10 pounds a kid do the math. I have five kids So uh, I needed to lose some weight and 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 I went right back to what I teach and know Because yes, believe it or not motivational speakers are not perfect We always have things we have to work on as human beings, but that area kind of got away from me and so uh, I set a goal uh, to, to lose 40 pounds. And this was, gosh, this was last year. And I decided I wanted to do it at starting December 1st because I knew that if I could go through the holiday season and New Year's, that, um, that if I can go through that, have that mental toughness and, and to reject all the cookies and the, the holiday stuff and the meals and everything, that, that I was going to be good to go, that I was going to be on my way. I went right to my habit smashing worksheet that I actually made and distribute to my clients and coach them on relative to their business. And other areas of their life as well and i just went right down the line now now i'm going to preface this by saying that if you're making x dollars a year right now um and you want to make more um practice is a big part of that but but it, it's, it's a process so i get asked the, the question a lot by uh by leaders "At like, pat how do i just come in and change the mindset of my people to, the reality is it's not something you can just, like a switch, turn it on and be like, oh, yeah, I got it. That makes sense. I'm going to be more motivated every single day, right? So it's a process. And when i developed over the years, and I, I'll reference um, Dr. Maxwell Malt, author of Psycho-Cybernetics, uh, to my mentor, Mr. Joe Gianni, uh, who is a uh, franchise owner for Success Motivation Institute. has the CEO and president of a company called 2Logical. I uh, do corporate training and development. Uh, over the years, to great Casmer, who's been uh, uh, my speaking coach. I have my pit crew. It's an assembly of different coaches with different specialized knowledge. And um, with the area of mindset, what I read in all the years of studying, can we all see this? Board okay? Um, is really, I call there's seven pillars of, of optimal mindset or high self-esteem. Because really, they're, all, they're interchangeable. And rather than using the word mindset, I thought I'd say, you know, we have to set your mind. You want a new mindset? You have to set your mind to do different things, to take different actions. Because we all talked about this yesterday. Habits, good or bad, are extremely difficult to break because we've been there so many times. They're really rooted, right? And um, to change those habits, the first thing you've got to do is you have to assemble your pit crew. And it's and, and not just typically one coach and mentor. Yes, I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine going through life by myself and not having a coach in any area of life I wanted to excel at. My kids all have coaches for their sports. And we, give, and we get advice from a strength and conditioning coach, from soccer coaches, from football coaches if they're playing football. that know the skills, all right? And then uh, obviously mindset is something we work on, goal setting with their dad. So, we have to assemble, who's your pit crew? You want to sell more houses? Who is your pit crew and what type of person are they? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they the cup is half forward, half empty type people? We're going to actually talk about that and tie that into uh, uh, pillar number seven in a minute. But we have to decide who we're going to go to, the, go to the table with. And that's not something like, you know what, I just need somebody for two weeks or three weeks, right? Um, you really, really need to take your time and decide who you're going to run with this for the long haul. Right now, you can always make changes and adaptations, right, and, and solicit more people to help you get just a little bit more refined to have the skills, abilities, and attitudes to get you just that next step. And that's why I say, don't just have a coach. Define your pit crew. Number two, and that's what I had to do. By the way, I'll tie everything to my weight loss journey as I decide. Okay. I want to surround myself with people that really understand food. I learned from one coach that you had to really track calories, the MyFitnessPal app. Another coach that talked to me about strength because I wanted to do, uh, keep some muscle mass on. I didn't want to just run and do cardio and lose all that weight and, 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 and look skinny. You know, I still wanted big shoulders and whatnot, so I wanted strength. And then I talked to a cardiologist to talk about the benefits and how much cardio I should be doing, right? So I assembled my pit crew. And, and it wasn't just one person. It was a couple people in the same area because I wanted to find out if they had a common theme, right? So that's what I did. The second thing is practice. And as we dive through this, through this curriculum, this 90 days to greatness, a majority of what we're going to be doing is role-playing and talking about best practice. The lost art when it comes to real estate because the reality is most people in this business they don't practice at all. I mean, they see that yeah, if I was playing a music, uh, the guitar or the piano or some kind of musical instrument, I see the need for practice. And if I was playing a sport, I've got to practice every day, right? And you typically athletes and musicians practice like 10 times more than they actually perform, right? Uh, but we don't see that, and we don't view it that way in our career path. You know, I referenced I referenced Mike Novak. You know, I had a conversation with him in Vegas. He's the guy that did $70 million his first year in real estate. He'll do $200 million this year and his second year, right? Every day they practice, their team practices, objection handling, best practice, scripts and dialogues, right? So those are the things we want to bring to you and your organization. We do it ourselves. I, t- I said that yesterday. We practice every single day because it's just the littlest thing that causes and it's all semantics, right? Somebody to say the difference between somebody saying yes or no or booking an appointment with you or not is not just what you say, but how you say them, how confidently you say them, and deliver them. So we're actually going to bring some of our, our, our call people into these um, sessions and practice the how do you you get a lead from Zillow? Boom! You got to call them within five minutes. What do you say? What are their objections? What are the main core objections, right? So that's part of the prospecting playbook that we're going to give you guys. It kind of covers those best practice scripts and dialogues. And we're not just going to hand them to you. We're going to actually role play them with you so you hear how they're supposed to sound. And then you can take it to your personality style and words. Um, So practice, believe it or not, has got to be part of your regimen. For me and my my, uh, fitness journey, my weight loss journey, I knew I had to go to the gym every day. You know, like I, I was like six days a week. Right. So. Habit smashing. I call it habit smashing because all the vernacular with all these books and, 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 and the study of self-esteem that I've read—if I wrote the terminology, most people would be way over. It's way over my head. I know that, so um, I really use simple terminology. But deep inside of everybody is this continual habitual pattern. And to abruptly change that pattern, we have to make a conscious decision to identify. And I have what's called a Habit Smashing Worksheet that really goes into all the areas of your life, your, um, your, your relationship with your spouse and kids, your personal finances, right, your health and wellness, all the different – your career path and identifying with yourself and being honest, what are the poor habits I have? What am I doing daily that's holding me back from accomplishing my goal? So um, we're going to get you guys that Habit Smashing Worksheet. But the, the process of changing habits – is you have to decide what is the bad habit, what's the new habit I want to have and do, right? And just go at it, day one, like cold turkey, right? You have to decide upfront what you're willing to sacrifice. There's no such thing as something for nothing. Because part of your habit are things that please you, you like, that are within your comfort zone. Um, I know for me, in my weight loss journey, I was willing to sacrifice alcohol, completely take it out, right? Just take it right out. Uh, it meant more to me to be fit and to look good and to feel good and to be vibrant and so I can have the energy with my little bambinos. And um, I, I just decided up front I, I was willing to um, go through the holidays and not eat crappy foods. I was willing to, to do the same as St. Patrick's Day and my birthday and NFL, you know, the the the, uh, the Super Bowl, right? To go through I was willing to do that and I wrote it down up front. I know that when these days come, it's going to throw me off because one day of drinking too much... It, you have bad food after you drink, right? And it would just cumble for me, right? So I wanted to stay focused. So I decided that up front, right? So I, 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 I set up, what are, the, what are the temptations ahead of time? And am I willing to go through them, right? So we have to decide really what you're willing to sacrifice, right? It might be uh, instead of golfing, maybe you take away golf for a little while. you know? Maybe you take away uh, uh, socialization just for a little while and, and spend time to go and create yourself a diamond, right? Being somebody that is so lethal in what you do that once you own it and no one can ever take it away from it, it's really automatic. And What that does is frees up our time. Actually, we make more money in less time so that you can enjoy your family. You can have more time with golf without the stress, right? So we have to make sacrifices. Number two, we have to assemble uh, our support, all right? which is, your again, your pit crew. Who are you going to really rely on? Because there's going to be times where you're going to want to revert back, right? Anybody that wants to stop smoking, you see, anybody can do it for a couple weeks, but we have walls that come up, things that come up that are triggers, and those triggers will lead you back, which is why you have to call those people and talk to those people and help them get what I call those um, um, comfort zone bridges to get you over that bridge and keep you focused, right? You can never do it by yourself. Then I call submerge with information. What I mean by that is, and when you're in your car, all right, don't listen to uh, politics, right? There's nothing really positive that comes out of that, right? Even watching the news I, I take away from people, I tell them not to do that because it's just filled with negativity and doom and gloom and everything's bad and people are fighting and they're being nasty, right? Same thing with Facebook. Either you're the person people are listening to and you're up low, uplifting them, you're their shining light, you're their enthusiastic thing they want to see, or you're reading all the crap and garbage that going on, Everybody, everybody's complaining about the stuff I see is amazing, right? So when I talk about, when I, for my fitness journey, I would go to bed and instead of watching sports, which I love dearly, I would watch Arnold Schwarzenegger videos, keto videos. I was watching vegan and vegetarian and really understanding food. And, and I just submerged myself with that data, right? If I was in my car out of the way to the gym, I'd plug a, a podcast in and listen to that, right? So we have to feed our brain is what it is. And it's not something you do, you know, just, all right, I'm going to write this goal down and I'm going to change my routine. I'm just going to do it. And, but you actually have to continue to feed your conscious and therefore it'll deeply, deeply go into your subconscious mind. That information will create new affirmations and new beliefs, which is ultimately the goal. So, um, and then inevitably is you're going to get going and things are going to work for you. I know I lost 25 pounds. Uh, I think from uh, December 1st to the end of January, and then I hit this plateau. I was only eating about 1,800 to 2,000 calories. I was burning off 800 to 1,000 in my workouts. And I wasn't losing any weight. And, and I hit that plateau. And man, that was really frustrating. And that happens in sales, right? We come out, we get a script, we start calling people, and bam, we see the result. We get the appointment, we go on a couple listings, we convert 60, 60% plus, maybe even more. And you're like, man, this really works. And then we run into the plateau. Man, man, I, I, I was saying the same things, and now I, I, the last 12 people didn't do it. You know, they didn't book with me. Right? I'm, I, I'm, hitting, I'm hitting this wall, right? It, it, for whatever reason, guys, and <clears throat> I think that our creator, again, whatever your religious or spiritual beliefs are, really is asking us, right, when we want to get better, right, and, and, and that wall is designed, I think, for a reason to say, are you really ready? Are, are you really ready to go to the next step? Because I'm going to show you a little bit of darkness. I'm going to tempt you a little bit. I want to see if you're willing to go through that last wall. And in my fitness journey, what my trainer said is, Pat, just what she said was, go, this is my dietitian. go pound carbohydrates for one day and let your body know. Send it a message that it's free for all carbohydrates. Just load up. And then pull it back the next day, take it completely out, and bam, I did that. The weight just started melting off again. Specialized knowledge, right? I had specialized knowledge or somebody knew what the heck they were doing, right? And I stayed the course of my workout regimen. In sales, yes, we want to look and hear what did we say, how do we say it, what was the response to, to look at? Did I do something that caused that, right? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? What am I going to do differently? So we have this little journal bias at all times called the habit of self-reflection. On every sales call, you should be asking yourself those questions. Every time you're done prospecting, every call I make, and if I didn't get through, what I do right, what I do wrong, what am I going to tweak? What I do right, what I do wrong, what, do I, what am I going to tweak? And we just write that down. Eventually, if you keep that log and you keep that journal, you just begin to really lethal on the phone, right? But guys, I'm going to share something with you. I've been coaching real estate for 18 years. There's like a half of 1% of agents that I would call lethal at the phone. their, phone, their meeting skills are really good. That when you shake their hands and look them in the eyeball, and they do a really good job in the listing, they're really good. There's a lot of agents that are really good at that. When they get on the phone, they're like, somebody else. Like, who, like, literally, your spouse can walk in and be like, who the heck is that? And they're like, that's your husband, right? Wow, it doesn't sound like him, right? Um, because we have a practice that we don't hone it, we lack confidence in that. And, and, and therefore, we have to make a decision. Is our business built up to have an ISA do that for me? Or do I need to hone that skill, right? Do I need to really get – I recommend whether you hire an ISA or not. I always recommend hiring uh, people to constantly call on our behalf to the different quadrants. I always recommend that to people. But not to start. And, 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 but I, even those people, I still want them to hone and own those skills and be good at to have done it. So when they bring people on, they grow and begin to leverage themselves and build teams, etc., um, that they can bestow that. And they can, as a leader, say, I've done that. I know what it's like. Let me get on the court with you. Listen, give you feedback. Listen to me. I'll, I'll do this one. So, and this is the lost art. The phone is the most important tool you'll ever use in your real estate career. And, and if you're not on it enough and in front of people enough, that's the core reason. Now, sometimes people are like, oh my God, my data's over here. I got 16 lines. I have no idea who I'm gonna call, what I'm gonna say, who do I approach them to? And that's part of the, the database, which is gonna be actually before we get into the scripts, the dialogues and the role play, uh, Isaiah and I are gonna talk about database. What is your database? How do we get all that consolidated? And how do we make a meaningful segmented database so that you know every area of your business, you have the script, you have the dialogue, the playbook that we give you goes along with that so you can pull up that segment of the database, have that script, have the objections, and have at it, right? So that's habit smashing, and, 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 and it's, it's a whole process, right? And your coach and your mentor and your support group, somebody that really is a good leader, they know people are going to go through plateaus. They know people, no, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, right? They know people come out of the gate's hard, And they, and they patiently wait for you to, to kind of revert back and to come up with what I call advanced excuses, Right? They didn't show up. They missed an appointment. They didn't come to the coaching session, right? And that's why we're doing these every day. By the way, that's why we're doing these every single day. What technology company coaches their people every single day, right? So uh, number four is is changing your morning routine. And boy, you want to set your mind to have the ultimate mindset. Have a morning that's something like this. Wake up and say, thank you, Lord, for giving me this unbelievable life. And I have tremendous gratitude for the things that I do have in my life because there's people, so many people that have so much more adversity than me. I say it every day. My, God, well, my parents are still alive. My brothers are not, and they haven't gone through anything crazy or silly. And I'm so thankful for that. All my kids are happy. They're healthy, right? And I go to the game and I see you know my good friend Joelle with her, 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 her um, you know, uh, special needs child in a wheelchair. Every day she's going through that, and she has gratitude. She has gratitude. She's thankful for her life. It's amazing. So, water first, then coffee. I'm going to suggest that. Okay. I was a coffee, like you know, a gallon of coffee, then a cup of water. I had to switch that around to a gallon of water and a cup of coffee. So, or maybe two. All right. So um, meditation, visualization, prayer, whatever you want to do here, it's also giving time to really stop and not just plug yourself into the day to day and the monotony and the noise, right? To really get quiet and just start to see the you that you want to grow and become into. Start to meditate and reflect and give and utilize to combine gratitude with. Med- Sometimes um, my wife does yoga. That yoga is combining exercise with meditation, really is what it is, and it puts her head in the right spot. She always comes home from yoga in such a great mood, right? So it sets your mind. Exercise, right? Listen, I know we're busy. I know we're tired, but we got to get up just a little bit earlier. Now, if you're like me, you like to lift weights, and you also believe that you have to have cardio. Vascular's got to be part of your life. Do a quick 20- to 30-minute walk risk walk, or jog, or treadmill, or elliptical, in the morning before you eat, right? And it's after the water, after the cup of coffee, hit the gym, hit outside, just do something for 20 to 30 minutes, because you'll start to continue your visualization. You'll have positive thoughts, positive things, right? And then when you come home, you sit down, you grab your goals that are written down, and you look at your goals, And then you look at your daily plan. What am I going to get done today? Okay. So that is uh, pillar number four is establishing a healthy routine to set your mind in the right spot. And I know for me, being an athlete, music also helps me, right? So if I'm going into the office, you know, sometimes I'll listen to personal development stuff. Sometimes just something that, that is technical in nature or other times I'll just listen to music that puts me in that optimal state of mind. Now, certain music gets to be fired up for the gym, certain music, inspirational music gets to be fired up for uh, going into the office and working, etc. right? Health and wellness, okay, number five, which we talked about, right? And that ties into you know, part of the morning routine um, is feeding your body the right food. At 47 years old, I can tell you that anytime I get off track, eat too much sugar or carbohydrates in my meal, I am toast for an hour. Like literally toast for an hour. My body, I can literally feel my pancreas just pumping and or insulin, right, to balance my blood sugar level. The reality is, how should we eat? Well, if I can net it down to you, you should have protein and carbohydrate. Uh, protein and vegetables and with a little bit of carbs, right? You have to have carbohydrates, right? So these diets that have no carbs, not good. Car- carbohydrates give you energy, if you don't have carbs, you have crappy workouts, you have crappy workouts, you're going to be tired, lethargic in this whole spiral of events. That's why we see people going keto, Atkins, and they lose it all and they gain it all back and then some, right? So healthy carbs though, sweet potatoes, right? Stuff like that. Uh, and there's obviously carbohydrates and vegetables. But I highly recommend it. If you want to fly, if you want to feel good, if you want to take the schedule on, if you want to really shine better in a listening presentation, and you want to sound better on the phone, do yourself a favor. And eat really good Monday through Friday and just eat like it's for nourishment, right? And you can actually make things taste good. Feta cheese, onions, right? A lot of spices, right? But it's protein and vegetables, little carbs. Protein, vegetables, little carbs, right? Do that three three meals a day, two protein snacks in between, and a gallon of water. And you'll feel like a million dollars. I can tell you before this, when I was 40 pounds heavier, extremely tired. I mean, really pushing myself every day to stay awake and to get the things I need to get done done. But when I lost all the weight and fed my body the right stuff, my body rewarded me with amazing energy. So um, goal direction, guys, and we you know, talk about this again. 98% of people don't have their goals written down. You should have goals for your career. You should have goals with your spouse, with your children, with your personal finances. You know, top 10 things. Just break it down. What I mean by just not writing, not just writing down, but actually living a goal directed life, where am I today in the proportion of that? So, in the the weight loss journey, I literally logged every calorie I had. So, it was a daily goal direction. I knew calories in, I knew what I burned. So, I had a heart rate monitor with an app, right? My my zone uh, app. I knew exactly what I burned. I knew exactly what I ate. 3,500 calories is one pound. I knew exactly how to control a two pound uh, fat loss uh, every single week, right? uh, we've got to be goal directing <clears throat> values and priorities. I'm going to end with this. Okay. It, it's, 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 we talk about faith, family, fitness, and finances. Right? being, those are my priorities. And, 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 and if you look at your week and your day and what you're going to do with your time, you know, sometimes we, we, we don't allocate our time with accordance with our values and that really impacts negatively those painting and stroking, those thoughts, those affirmations that go through your head, right? And we feel good when we serve others. We feel good when we dedicate our time in the right areas with the right people the right amount of time. But stars, circles, and Xs, I'm going to, if you can think about this exercise, I'd like you today, get a piece of paper out, make a list of every single person that you hang out with on a regular basis, right? Who do I see the most, right? Just write it all down. It should be like 15 or 20 real core people, right? And then As you look at that list, what I'd like you to do is ask yourself, do these, what, what, which of these people build me up, always have something positive to say, always tell me I'm really good at something, that I can do it, anybody can do it, I can do it, right? They just are a positive person. Put a star next to their name, right? And Then I want you to look at that list, and I want to ask yourself, do they tend to be really negative and skeptical and, oh my God, no way, oh my God, don't do that, oh my God, that's terrible, oh. Uh, just negative, right? Constantly saying negative things, right? And if they're saying negative things to you, it's because they're saying negative things to themselves, right? Because people's outer world is a direct reflection of their inner world, right? If you look at somebody with an incredibly messy vehicle, chances are their inner world is messy, right? So we just want to circle those people, right? Right? And, and then after you do that and you've got your stars and circles, ask yourself when you look at those circles, are they critical? Do they have to be in my life? Are they meaningful? And if the answer is yes, you have got to confront them and let them know the impact it is having on your brain and ask them to stop. And if they're not, I want you to put an X through that circle and immediately stop surrounding yourself with that core, those, those kinds of people. I had to do this. I literally had to take a chunk of people with just a bad culture of things going on, right, and take myself completely out of that environment because it wasn't consistent with the person I wanted to be and the life that I wanted to live. And that has an amazing impact. And when you're in your real estate office, I mean, who are you gravitating towards, right? That's why if you think about top producing agents, they'll attend the meetings, they, they provide, they're in the training, but they're gone. So if you go into the office, it should be with a sense of purpose, right? Either you're going to get coached, you're going to bang the phone, you're going to print contracts, or so you're in, you're out, you're in on the road, right? But don't congregate around negative people. Stuff, it's, it's tough out there. I mean, it is just tough out there. I mean, I mean these, these millennials are just something else, right? And, man, you know, I know John's got a ton of business, but, man, there's just no him, right? That's, that's what those people do. They, they want you to say, yeah, yeah, it's tough out there, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, we have this congregation of negativity, and they're just, you just substantiated their thoughts and beliefs, right? That's why we have to move with urgency. When we come in, we have to have a clear focus and plan, and we have to fast walk. We're always walking fast. We're always moving on to the next day. But we time block, and we go through our days, which we're going to talk about with you guys as well down the road. But, you know, uh, yesterday a couple of people asked, well, great, this is how my mind was formed. This is how my self-image was formed. These are the core things that will begin to evolve your self-esteem and create an optimal mindset on a regular and consistent and daily basis. I will tell you, in my humble opinion, that exercise and water and eating the right foods is an amazing first step for every single person watching this. because. You just, it, it has an amazing impact on your brain, and you just feel good, right? But then, then once we do that, we got to take to practice, and that's where we're going to go next with you guys. I want to thank you for watching uh, this video here today. Give me a thumbs up, a star, a smiley face, a heart, whatever you want, if you got something out of it. And if you have any questions, please respond, and our staff will get back to you on all the questions. But we look forward to talking to, uh, with you tomorrow. Have a great day.